Yo, what's up? What's up with you? Are we ready to start this? Let's start it. Rock All right, welcome back to another episode of the Hometown Boys. We are. Yeah, how's your weekend, Ben? Everything going good? Yeah, really great. Um, it's been very, very hot. We were the one day, I think you had left, the day after you left, we were out at the lake and we came off the lake we're getting everything packed up and the temperature gauge said 122 oh my gosh that's so hot so hot it was like but it's still not as hot as vegas for some whatever reason vegas still is just hot i don't know that was that was the hottest i have ever experienced out there especially at the lake yeah, it was just it. It was just hot on the water. Was so nice. It was so nice, and we just yeah, we just skimmed around and you know just paddled around and just like laid out. It was so nice because you get in the water and it was just it was nice. And then, but when we were getting out, we I, I came away. I, I told mom, I said, "Holy cow, this is insane!" I even took a picture of it. It was crazy. One hundred and twenty-two. Yeah, that's insane. So. Well, that was that was a good weekend, hot, fun weekend. Um, well, we kind of want to start today when we're going to start out with kind of a funny little thing. And um, you can share your little story after that you had planned a little bit. But we wanted to start out with the would you rather question for today. Just not to get it out of the way, but it, it's fun to just hear it a little bit. And I think our viewers appreciate it at the first two. Okay. And so I came out today and I said, would you rather walk in a public restroom barefoot or in the forest barefoot and so i just kind of wanted to see what everyone said and especially what you would say in that situation that situation now of course me being what i am i'm going to analyze everything and overthink everything and and put it to the test and and simply saying my first thought was the forest i i mean you can kind of step and move and, you know, and know where you're stepping, but how far do you have to go? Because, but then if it's a clean bathroom, I'm, I'm good to go and I, I'm okay to walk across the bathroom floor. Like at my house, no problem. I can walk across that bathroom floor. Um, but if you, now you having had done this before, would you walk across the junior high bathroom? Me? Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Would you? When have I ever me? done that? Oh, that's what I mean. You, you were janitor. I mean, every and... everyone has done that in their life. You walk in the like high school, junior high bathroom, changing. Your socks are off. Your socks are on. You know, especially where I was playing basketball when I was growing up. Like you got to change. You got to do everything. Maybe your socks are on. Maybe they're off. I don't think walking in a public restroom is as. I wouldn't want to say nasty. I think it's faster than walking in a forest, though. Like, if you're, like, walk straight out in the forest for 10 minutes and you have to just walk out in the forest and walk back for 10 minutes, that would be painful. Like, at no point would that be nice, you know? No, but, okay. Now, if you're going to say the forest because there's all sharp objects and porklies and pricklies and all those things, but, okay, at a concert, like... A concert, you're at a concert. And Why do you have your shoes off a- at a concert, though? 
Because you want to, like you said, would you rather walk through the bathroom at a, a, a concert bathroom? You know how that is where pee's all over and it's just gross. And the I've never been in the concert bathroom. I don't know how it is. Well, I'm telling you how it is. It's gross. That was back everywhere. in 1970. This is well, this is you know, 2023 now. Well, I think you ought to next time you're at a concert, go to see the bathroom because they're absolutely disgusting. I still don't think they're as, not as nasty, but, like, you would be bleeding from your feet. Maybe. I mean, I've I've walked in the forest before when up camping and didn't, didn't step on anything. Camping or glamping? Camping. Uh, we all know that you don't really camp. So not anymore, but when I was a kid, I was tortured and had to go. Oh, my gosh. Did plenty of. I'm just saying, I think I'm going to, I would side more on the forest because I would look to be able to see where I would. But in the bathroom, somebody like, somebody pooped there or they peed all over the floor and you don't see it. You're you not going right to be stepping it. in the poop though. Well, you don't like, know if they've pooped there or not. They, like, they still clean it regularly. I'm just saying, I don't know. That's gross. I just pee all over the. Floor. What if? What if in the forest you got poop and pee out there too? Different. No, it's still the same. It's not like all humans are pooping all over in the forest. Where you no, but you also poop. have animals that you have to animals, look out for. But the animal poop—that's just—that's just chewed up grass. Uh, same with humans. You know, some people are freaky and they like. Uh, I'm just still saying vegans. No. No, I'm just saying. I, I'm like it. It, it would depend on the bathroom. You got to give me a scenario of a bathroom. Like if it's a pristine bathroom, sure, no problem. I'm walking across it, not even a thought that I know yeah. it's clean. But if it's like gross and there's pee all over and you don't know where to step and there's sticky stuff and the lights are flickering and so you can't really see and you know there's some. Okay, let me say this. Let's go to Mission Beach. Mission Beach, outdoor bathrooms down there when the homeless people were sitting there showering and doing all that. That bathroom where you went in, would you walk in that bathroom barefoot? Okay, I don't think, I don't know. That's hard to say because, like, yeah, it's homeless people, it's nasty, but I still don't think anyone's pooping on the floor, even with homeless people and everything. I still think bathrooms have some level of, like, clean cleanliness where i would rather take just nasty oh i'm gonna go rinse some my feet off in water after than pure pain of walking in a forest that's good points good points i'm still i wouldn't walk in that mission beach bathroom i don't know i think i might next time maybe <laughs> we'll see and that was not like just because there were homeless people in there that was not the reason why i'm saying that there was yeah just- it was that's just, just a normal around, thing, you know? Yes, it was all around nasty, and it's not the... That's what I'm saying, but... Yeah. Okay. And I mean, that kind of... This last weekend, I had the opportunity to go to Was- Spokane, Washington, kind of spend some time at a family reunion and everything up there, and, I mean, you guys came down to St. George, so it will see both my sides of family, but, I mean, even at that, we didn't have a bathroom besides trailer bathrooms, and like the little outhouse that they built, which was really, really nice. But I mean, even at that, it's like I would rather I got really sick on the boat 
and I would rather go in the water or go on the shore and go to the bathroom and like throw up or whatever is going to happen than to like walk deep in the forest. I wouldn't care if people saw me doing that, if that makes sense. Sure. But yeah, that was really fun. We went, I went tubing for one of the first times of my life, which was an absolute blast. We had two single tubes behind us. Oh, nice. And I tried skiing for the first time, slalom skiing, and I was not able to get up, but I Uh-oh. did drink half the river water trying oh. to get up. Why didn't you try two skis? Um, we didn't have two skis. We just had oh. one ski. Just had the one? Mm. Yeah, so. It's a little hard to get up on one ski. It's not. It is. It's tricky. It, it is really tricky. It was definitely a challenge, but there's always next year kind of rolls around and everything. And mm. I mean, did you, I. Did you wakeboard? No, they didn't have any wakeboarding or anything. Oh. A lot of people went surfing. We probably had close to like 20, 30 people there. Oh, nice. Fine. Uh, so we played a lot of volleyball, cornhole. Me and my wife won the cornhole tournament. Oh, and nice. so we are the best team on that side of the family. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we I had a freaking blast. And, you know, a lot of times I like go camping, just kind of sit outside. You know, you got your own little space. You're listening to everything, and I just kind of wanted to get your opinion about this because obviously you're a little bit older than I am, a little bit wiser, and I, I've been, I don't want to say struggling necessarily with work or anything, but really trying to find my true passion of what I want to do in life, and I, I just want to know your, what helped you be able to kind of choose what you want to do in life and be like, yes, I want to be a teacher. Well, my quest to be a teacher, just my personality-wise, just I've always been a people person. I've loved people. I mean, you can go back when you're in first grade and they take those tests of what do you want to do when you grow up kind of test and everything. And and always kind of pointed to like either a counselor or a teacher, coach, something along those lines. And and because I love the sporting world and I just – I love coaching. There's just something about it and teaching's right there along with it as well. And so it just felt right. And then every time when you teach every lesson, every day teaching, although you're still teaching and you have the same kids, but it's different. Every day is something different in the teaching world. You're dealing with, teenagers you're dealing with personalities you're dealing with social issues you're you you, you also person your how you feel for that day are you feeling healthy are you feeling happy all that comes to down to play so that so as becoming a teacher I just knew it I just loved doing it every time I taught I just loved teaching and I loved coaching and I wanted to be part of it it was just so that's how I knew of what I wanted to be yeah to answer that question i just i just enjoy doing it and if you enjoy doing something you know you you enjoy it it's not a grind now i'm not gonna say there hasn't been times when i'm just like oh my heavens you know what i mean this is horrible and did i make the right choice because you know you have co-workers you have bosses you have your school district people and you have people who you think are your friends and they stab you right in the back so they can yeah absolutely you know so it, there's there's a lot of downside and i'll cover it through this 
the next year. You know, I'll cover the dirty secrets of school teaching. I'll, I'll give some insights to what it is and some things that's happened to me and my teaching career. And, and, you know, so I'm not going to say it's like all rainbows and gumdrops, you know, but, the, but as a profession overall, there, it is very, very rewarding. So I knew that going into it. Right. Yeah. And especially, I mean, for everyone that doesn't know too, you're, you both had two parents, um, a mom and dad that grew up in school teaching and yeah. your dad even coached a lot too, which, yes. I mean, that definitely gives a part of what you want to do in the future. I mean, not saying like right now, I'm like, oh, I've just never had a passion to be a school teacher in my Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Now, working in the school district, you know, hours, holidays, all of that stuff, that sounds really nice to me because I had that my entire life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, things change and now I'm kind of going on a new path and everything and seeing how that pans out. But it's just it's just cool to kind of see where. You know, people go to school and you don't really know what you want to do in life. And you always have people around to tell and help you. And I think that's what's awesome. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and the other thing is you bring up a point. I think it's your support staff around you. Whatever you choose to do, you know, whatever, whatever you choose to do, as long as the people around you are there and supporting you. Um, absolutely. If you have that support staff and they're going to support you in it, go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also, and I think that's what comes down to a lot of people's passions in life, too. Like, if you don't have someone really supporting you in what you're doing, I don't think you're ever going to have that passion in mm-hmm. your life, you know? Yeah. I think it comes down to a lot of support and a lot of push from family members, friends, whatever you want to say in life. Yeah. That's that's the ultimate goal is to have that that and passion I, in your life, to that push. Yeah, and I think also is, is there some risk factor, too. You've got to in being a school teacher, I mean, there it's hard. Like I said, it's not like this glamorous job. You're dealing with parents and kids and everything. And, and there's the very rewarding, but it's also very consistent. You know, every year you're going to have kids, you're going to have enough kids, you know, you're going to teach. They're always needing teachers. So you pretty much feel like, oh, you know, you don't have that. There was a sense of security and I feel comfortable within that security as to where somebody else may want to take a risk. They're like, hey, let's take a risk. I'm going to venture on this. That, that's also my personality fit with being a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, you can like possibly take a risk. Make that jump. Do it. Succeed. If you fail, you fail. No big deal. You move on to the next one. And some people can do that, you know? Yeah, and I think that's like the the – motivation for everyone else just kind of listening or watching or whatever it's just like just go and do and i don't i think you're a lot of times in life you might have regrets and everything but you know like at the end of the day you just you gotta go and do you gotta just be yourself do what you like don't do it because you just need to do it and do it for money do it because you want to do it you know yeah i was talking i was actually we were talking about the same thing about money where's money and and sometimes people want to chase the money but money isn't always the happiness you know what i'm saying yeah and 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 if you're not happy with what you're doing then that's that's also hard too you've got to be even if you got make tons of money but you're not happy you you won't be happy overall in life you know because then you're yeah absolutely you know so you even though school teachers we don't make a lot of money but like you said i have 
I, I have a lot of time off to be able to enjoy and do and you get holidays off. And it, I mean, that side of it, there's some good things about it. Yeah. And I think those are just some good points for everyone to kind of see. Like, you know, a lot of people don't know what they're doing in life. And it's good to know that everyone goes through at some point. That's true. That is true. Alrighty, kind of moving on to our next thing. What's going on, Sean? What's going on in the world? What's going on in the world? Yeah, well, what's going on, world, America? What's up? Well, I mean, if you want to go there, I, I just had a, because I am a driver's ed instructor, and I'll give you stories throughout the time, but we were up by Weber High, and we're coming to a street, and it's not a four-way star- stop. There's a through street, and it's really kind of hard you come through, it's really hard to see because you come through the roundabout and you come to the stop sign and under the stop sign, it says, you know, not a four-way stop. But if you look to the left, it's right up there by the Pleasant View, uh, right up in Pleasant View or by the city building, they have a very bad blind spot. Now, mind you, these these kids are learning how to drive. They're, they, they, you know, they they, they're going to make mistakes. And we know they're going to make mistakes as a driver's ed instructor. So we're pulling up to this. And I tell the girl, I said, listen, these cars are coming through. They don't have to stop. They're not going to stop. We have to stop. And then there's going to be a blind spot. So you've got to edge out forward and then look. And if nobody's coming, of course, we can go. We're clear to go, right? we got to stop. And, and we come to the stop sign. And she looks down the road. And there was a car coming. And she looks at the car and then she looks up and she goes, and there's not. So she starts to edge out and I'm like, she's going to go. Oh my gosh, she's going. And she sends it and we go. And I had to hit the brake and the one car to the right of us almost hits us. And then the one coming down on the blind spot. So we're there in the middle of the intersection. Both cars are yelling at us. Poor little girl. She was freaking out. Uh, she was looking there and she's like, I thought it was a four way stop. Now, mind you, I just had told them it wasn't a four way stop. There was no through street, but that's what you get. That's what's going on in my world in driver's ed right there is what you have to deal with. And good thing. Nobody got, we didn't get in a crash. And afterwards she's like, oh my gosh, I just about killed this. And I was like, yes, yes, you almost did. Good thing for a break here. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good thing I'm still alive and I have this break and this yep, thing to stop you. Yeah, yeah. And she said, and so she's like, do you want me to pull over? I said, no, you're going to continue driving because, you know, that's what I do. I instruct how to drive and they got to learn from their mistakes. So, I mean, other than that, that was what's going on. But yeah, that's funny, though. I mean, like, I know you'll have more experiences, but it's just funny hearing some of the driver's ed things that like. <laughs> I mean, our parents go through just having their kids and sitting in the cars with them, but like, still at the end of the day, like, driving new people driving is just scary. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> oh, it is scary. It is scary. But the last two days, though, the last two mornings, I got to say, probably four of the best drivers that I have ever driven. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, today, the one girl, she hadn't missed any. And we're coming down the hill, going back to Bonneville through the terrace. We're coming down the hill and the speed limit's 25. And she got going down the hill and she's going a little fast. She's going 28. And when you're testing, you're like, oh, you know, you got to mark them down. But she missed two. That was it on her whole test. Everything else was amazing. And, and the boy that went today, he, 
he only messed up on his parallel parking and he's like, I'm not going to try to fix it. I'll just miss the five points. And so there we were. But other than that, the last few days I've had amazing drivers. Amazing. That was good. Yeah. And then the other kid that I'm driving, he pulls up in his truck and gets out of his truck. And I'm like, you can't drive yourself to driver's ed. He's like, oh, I thought I could because I had a permit. And I was like, oh, my heavens. So stories like that that people would never believe happen in the driver's yeah. ed. Yeah. It was actually funny. The I want to say it was about a week and a half ago. Someone asked me, and they were like, I know your dad's like a driver's ed teacher. Does it ever happen where like they just show up like driving their own car? And I'm like, yeah, all the time. Like, I don't think people realize like <laughs> that is a real thing. Kids will just drive up to the driver's test in the car, just have their permit. Like, I just think that's crazy. And the parents let them. And so, I mean, yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh. And he's like, yeah, it's my truck. It's, it's, he bought it. It's his truck. He owns it. I was just like, are you kidding me? I was just like, you can't do this, but don't let me see it if you do. Just, I won't look that way. <laughs> You're like, yeah, just don't let me see. Just, just wait before I go. I'm going to pull away. Don't drive away. I'm gonna yeah, absolutely. No, but that's funny. So that's kind of things going on in the world, you know. Also, um, uh, the story, I thought it was kind of crazy. I want to get your take on this so the sheriff so his three-year-old now mind you it's a three-year-old boy the dad is a sheriff he handcuffs his son and puts him in a jail cell where the sheriffs are at i mean this is probably a small town you know so he puts him in there the reason why he put his kid the three-year-old in the jail cell is because he pooped his pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a three-year-old. They're go. They don't mean to poop their pants. Sometimes they just poop their pants. You know what I mean? They wait too long. They they're learning. Their bodies are learning. They they don't know. But uh, I guess he got in all kinds of trouble. Um, child services is after him. And come to find out, he had taken his older son that was older. I think he was actually six years old. He hit a girl. in. He was in kindergarten. He hit a girl. So the dad went to the school, handcuffed his kid, and put him in the jail cell as well. So it's not like something that he just, this is like a punishment. But his kid never hit a girl again. He said now, he said he never has. I mean, he's older now. That was like four years ago, I guess. But then his three-year-old. So, do you think the parent has a right? He's the sheriff. Does he have the right just to scare his kid like that? Or is this way, way over the top? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I see the dad side of it. Like, I feel like part of it is just like he has that authority where it's like, well, I'm going to teach my kids this. I mean, you can even think about it from like a business perspective like oh if i was owning a business and my kid was 12 years old and he popped off at me well they're gonna go work four hours in the in the store you know mm -hmm. there's other things like that where it's like you're punishing them and especially with you know the thought of going to jail for something you did wrong now if you ever overstepped your boundaries i mean i 
yeah, kids, kids hit. That's what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like as a kid, that would absolutely terrify you going to jail and knowing that's an option that your dad would do yeah. is terrifying. But I think it teaches a lesson where it's like, hey, if you do this again, you're going to go back there and you don't want to go back there. But also, you know, as the kid's perspective, too, that is traumatizing. There might be some long-lasting damages from it, too, that we don't know of, mm-hmm. you know, just mentally and everything with that. As well as you might have a kid that just rebels and likes going in there. So what's going to happen when they want to go in the jail cell? They want to yeah. get handcuffed in front of everyone. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's things that you have to think about like that where I'm like, I understand what the dad's doing. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a good idea to do it in a public setting. Now, I don't know if he did it in a public setting, but, you know, even putting the kid in the back of your cop car could even just be terrifying for them as that, you know? I just think of a three-year-old. I mean, a three-year-old, they're just, that's Stella. I mean, think Stella. Yeah. He handcuffed Stella, put her in the car because she pooped her pants. I mean, come on. I'm just like, dad, that's over. You're over the top. No, oh, absolutely. With a three-year-old. That that's over the top. I, I mean, I think once you get around like eight, ten years old, that's amazing. that's when something like that could possibly fly. Now, anything younger than that, I, I think that's yeah. not okay to, you know, punish a three-year-old for doing that because they don't mm-hmm. really know better. Yeah. So that's those were some stories going on. I mean, there's other things. Don't get me wrong economy's good you know president biden's creating jobs infrastructure that's going on although the heat that's disastrous today he put out a heat wave advisory so i mean we're we're, i mean there's some good things so going on uh yeah so so that's kind of our segment on what's going on in the world what's going on with sean yeah what's going on with sean that is true yeah and now and, you know, transitioning into our next little thing, um, I know not a lot of people, like, know what to say, know how to do things sometimes. And especially in the nowadays, you know, you, you get in society and you do have some struggling times. And this is, this is more of a, I don't want to say touchy subject that we would talk about or just bring up or anything. But it's just kind of for everyone to, you know, kind of see how what everyone goes through in life, too. And, you know, I had the opportunity this last week, you know, being with family, being with friends a little bit. Um, There's a lot of question that comes up about, you know, you got your transgender people and everything. Like, what do you call them and all these things? Like, what if you call them wrong? You know, how does this create like a sense of like fear and people just talking nowadays and I know you're kind of into the political side of things, and I just wanted to get your opinion about it as well. And not necessarily go in depth, but just to give another, you know, not side of things, or just kind of put a thought in people's minds to that, like, hey, this is a real thing. This is something that you have to talk about in life and go through in life. And it's even for kids nowadays that are going to school, they're like, hey, bro, what's up? It's like, oh, do you call him, bro? Do you not call him, bro? You know, there's... There's a million sides of things and uh, the pronouns question, that people go by. and Yeah, absolutely. It's different in different places. You know, some people say Colorado, if you don't call them by the right pronouns, it's, it's becoming illegal. It's becoming this like not like a hate crime, basically. It's like at what point are 
you know, you have kids that are just like, hey, um, this is what I'm going by. Is it going to become like a new normal in your opinion? Or do you think there's still going to be people fighting it and being like, no, you know, not? Or kind of what's your opinion about this like, overall? Overall, I so my opinion is, I think if you want to be called a they, a he, a she, an it, or whatever, so be it. That's, that's I mean, you know, you, you don't like your name, you change your name. You know what I'm saying? Like, your your mom names you Bartholomew, and you're like, I don't like Bartholomew. I want to be a Sam. It's And nobody thinks anything of it, you know? And it, I think a lot of it is just like a social, it's kind of the trendy thing, pronouns. Not saying it's bad, but if somebody wants to identify as that, I, for me personally, my own personal views and opinions are that I think they should. I, I mean, and and I mean, it's really hard because sometimes as a as I go back to being a teacher, you know, kids will they'll ask me, "Can you call me a she?" and and or call me a he? And it's really there is some difficult, but I think it's just getting you just got to get used to it and just 